Amen? Amen. Luke chapter 12, verse number 30. I speak to you for a few moments today, and I want to honor fathers, but I mostly want to focus on the word of the Lord, and I want him to help us today. Luke chapter 12, verse number 30. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your father knows that you need these things. That's something. He, he's describing that all the world is looking for certain things and, and so pressed by certain things. And, and everyone is seeking. And he says, yet your father knows that you need these things. And here's what he wants his household, those that are part of the family of God to do. He says in verse 31, but seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. In Matthew, when he records these words, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Would you say amen to the word of the Lord? Amen. Amen. And I speak to you today for a few moments on this subject. Don't forget dad. Don't forget dad. Amen. And I, I would say, now I, I guess maybe it could just be me, but it seems like the last week especially and maybe even beyond, I keep getting these emails, don't forget dad. And of course, usually uh, there's a, a sales advertisement or some marketing uh, advertisement to just make sure everybody knew what was coming today. Of course, as I'm reading those, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, hey, I know, don't, don't remind me, remind somebody that may not realize what's going on. It's, it's Father's Day. And, and yet, you know, they were trying to use the reminder so that they could sell products and gifts that people would buy for their fathers. Don't forget that. And really, sometimes we joke, uh, we, we think the consequences are even more dire if you happen to forget mom <laughs> on Mother's Day. Uh, we just, for whatever reason, it just seems like we're a little sharper when it comes to remembering mom, and that's fine. I'm so grateful that we honor moms and the ladies of the church and these precious uh, women in our lives. But today about dad. And if it is a little bit more challenging to remember dad, uh, maybe it's just uh, part of the routine. Maybe sometimes we get busy, but maybe you will relate to uh, what happened in one situation. The story goes there was a wealthy man and he would give his son a yearly allowance and provide for all of his needs. And and it became the, the habit, unfortunately, that about the only time he would see his son was on that day, that once-a-year day when they would reconcile the finances and make sure the son had what he needed. And the father figured out, I need to fix this if I want to see my son. So he changed the plan, and he started working with his son the same way, providing what he needed, but he said, I'm going to provide for you every day what you need and wouldn't you know it he started to see his son every day and isn't it just like uh, 
you can almost think of a heavenly father that says to us, when you pray, why don't you pray, give us this day our daily bread. Amen. Why? Not because uh, God is, is somehow trying to manipulate us. Oh, no. I don't believe that at all. Our Heavenly Father isn't working the system or trying to work us over. I believe that He is trying to remind us and, and help us to understand we must live in the presence of our Heavenly Father every day so that we can have what we need. Amen. Man shall not live by bread alone. We need the word of the Lord every day. We need the presence of the Lord every day because we cannot make it on our own. And it just so happens that sometimes we don't remember how vital our need is for the Lord and his presence. In fact, in ancient times, the children of Israel had a problem with forgetting. And then when they remembered certain things, it's almost as if they misremembered and didn't get all of the facts aligned in a way that reflected the true past that they had experienced. It's remarkable in Numbers chapter 11, picking up along the middle of verse 4, And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. Aren't you hungry right about now? Verse number six, but now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. It's striking that they had misremembered their history. It's human nature. If you understand the context, they were complaining because God had provided manna every day and they had grown tired, weary of God's provision. So as they were complaining, they were looking back on their history and they were not remembering the chains. They were not remembering the bondage, the whips, the oppression, the way that the Egyptians treated them. In fact, it's almost as if they romanticized what had gone on in those few short years removed from that historic and miraculous deliverance. They were not remembering what God had done for them. Oh God, help us to remember where you brought us from. No, not to go back, but to really understand where would I be if Jesus had not saved me. Anybody feel that in your heart? Hey, don't, don't forget dad. Don't forget what God has done for you. It's, it's so simple and straightforward, my encouragement for you today from the word. I feel like someone in the building and someone who's watching right now online needs to be able to remind themselves, the Lord has done great things for me whereof I am glad. Where would I be without the blessing of my heavenly father? 
Amen. Where would I be if his mercies were not new every morning? Where would I be if he had not purposed to redeem me and the great victory that is my salvation? Oh, when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God for saving me. Someone should have a shout today. Someone should be thankful today. Someone should offer up their sacrifice of praise and their worship and their adoration. And if you will, pardon me if I just go ahead and let him know he's been so good to me. He's been so merciful to me. He's made a way in my life. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It is so easy to lose sight of our reality without the Lord and his mercies in our lives. We would be in the midst of the most difficult and tragic circumstances, not destined for heaven. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory in one translation, Luke chapter 12, verse number 30 in the New Living says, These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. All over the world, you see it there, but your father already knows your needs. Unbelievers focused so much on the anxieties, the anxieties and the pressures of everyday life and, and so consumed with worldly thoughts and focused on their past, focused on the temporary uh, pleasures of this moment, focused on all the things that can overtake and consume a life, uh, sometimes uh, even overwhelmed uh, about the uncertainties of the future. And if you will, our Heavenly Father is directing us through His Word. Jesus is saying, you have got to arrive at the place where you are convinced, I don't need to let my heart and my life and my mind be ruled by anxiety, be ruled by fear, be misaligned in terms of my priorities because my heavenly Father knows what I need. Amen. And he will provide. We have got to ask God to help us get our minds right. I don't even want to, to get too involved in, in the current events of the day. And, and of course, we've expressed and will continue to, to express ourselves as it relates to injustices, as it relates to the things that need to happen in our communities so that we can live in safer environments, environments that are safe for all people, no matter who they are and, and where they're from and what their background is, what their culture is, and all of these type of things that are pressing in on our society right now. I don't diminish or belittle those, but I do want to caution you, and I want to caution myself. I feel like it is the caution of the Holy Spirit right now. Let us not let our minds be so consumed that everything we think about matches word for word, thought 
for thought, principle for principle, valuable value for value, what the world is focusing on in their minds. Amen. Very critical, very vital that somehow we begin to embrace who we are and whose we are. That we begin to live as the children of our Heavenly Father. If you want to do what God has called you to do. If you want to be what God has called you to be. If you want victory, if you want an anointing, if you want to experience the purpose of God, if you want to fulfill the mission of the church, which is the mission of Christ, then you and I have to have a mindset that is aligned with the will of God. And we will have to take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God, our Father, already knows what we need. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost here, and I want you to begin to feel it in your heart. God already knows what we need. This is not the time for us to exchange our Bibles and the precious Word of God for the modern contemporary philosophies of our day and our generation. I pray and I beg of you that you would shake yourself and say, oh no, I've got to still do life God's way. I've still got to love God's way. I've still got to live God's way. I've still got to worship God's way. Why? Because he's promised me as long as I'm seeking him first, he will take care of what I need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is our hope. This is our promise as the children of our heavenly, I'm saying, uh, of our heavenly father. I'm saying, uh, listen, no matter what's going on around you, uh, even pressing in on you, don't forget your dad. Don't forget your heavenly father. Live within his presence, within his purpose. In fact, the psalmist said in Psalm 84, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Oh, thank God. No good thing will he uphold from them that walk uprightly. Oh, Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. I know there's a lot going on, but blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. I know there are distractions and circumstances that feel overwhelming, but blessed, blessed, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Don't forget your dad. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. In your life, your father already knows what you need. And he wants you and I to live life trusting him. 
We need God to be first. We need his purpose to be our purpose. We need to be aligned with the will of God. No, it's not easy. No, it's not without its challenges. But we need to honor him and, and be right with him. I know I've said it recently, right with one another and right with God. And the way to live and be right is not to keep borrowing from the philosophies of the day, from the spirits of the age. The way to be right is to submit yourself to the will and the word of almighty God. Hey, we know how to walk. Hey, we know how to live. Hey, we know how to treat other people. Hey, we know how to overcome evil with good. Where did you get all of that? We get it from our Father who knows what we need. Would you give the Lord a shout? Hallelujah. Convince yourself through prayer, through faith. Convince yourself of a timeless but true principle. God knows what's best for me. And when I follow him, I experience his presence, his purpose, and his provision. That's the blessed life. If you want your best life to be the blessed life, you've got to walk with the Lord. Don't forget your dad. Psalm chapter 1, verse number 1. I, I know the whole psalm has great power and, and great principles, but let's just read part of it. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, would you pray right there, whisper the prayer, Lord, let my delight be in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. You ought to pray it again, Lord, let my delight be in the law of the Lord. Let me love your word. Let me love your way. Let me have a renewed and fresh desire for the things of God. Why? Because there's a blessing coming. To those that honor God, don't forget your dad. Know who you are. Know whose you are. What does he say in verse, three, verse 2? Or verse 3, rather. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And you need to see the way verse number four begins. It's a powerful pronouncement from the word of God. The ungodly are not so. I'll say it again. The ungodly are not so. I don't know if they're the popular ones. I don't know if they're the famous ones. I don't know if they're the ones in positions of leadership in whatever arena of society. But this pronouncement, and I'm not here to bash anyone but I am here to affirm the truth of the word of God the promise of blessing the promise of fruitfulness the promise of God's presence and God's provision that comes to those that walk with the Lord and follow him that live in the sunshine of their wonderful heavenly father but the ungodly are not so you say well 
There you go, you know, those church people always putting people down and acting like they're better. No, 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 please don't, don't misrepresent my spirit. I know where my heart is right now. I know where my spirit is right now. It's not to somehow make a, a statement that is negative about other people. It's about to affirm for the child of God, stay right there in the path of his word. Stay right there. I know there's a lot of noise. I know there's a lot of voices, but do like God's word to life in God's presence. That's where the blessing is. Would you give the Lord praise? If you believe it, give the Lord praise. He's worthy. If you believe it, would you say amen? The righteous, the children of the most high God, they are guided and they are protected by the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The righteous, those that honor God, that do his will and do his purpose, follow him. That's not perfection. That's not earning our salvation. That's not at all what that is. That's just a decision. That's a commitment. That's a consecration. I'll just follow the Lord. I'll just live for the Lord. I'll just let him have his way. And what happens? They are guided and protected by the Lord. When everything else is shaking, we're safe. Because the name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower. When everything else is evaporating, we're safe because the Lord is our shelter. The Lord is our strength. The Lord is our Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. We're in such an atmosphere of ungodliness. I've talked about it. Others have mentioned it. We are in the midst of a generation that is feeling the advancement of an antichrist spirit pressing in on every life and every family and every community, every government. Uh, there is such a wave of hatred and cynicism and carnal thinking and carnal processing of, of all the things that are going on. And the scripture says that in this environment that the love of many will wax cold uh, because of iniquity like what I am describing. But then verse 13 of Matthew 24 says, uh, He that shall endure unto the end, uh, the same shall be saved. What do I do? Do I just hold on and hope for the best? Well, you do hold on, but you don't just hope for the best. You follow God. You walk with God. You live in the sunshine of the presence of your head. Don't forget your dad. Don't forget his name. Don't forget his word. Don't forget he called you. And he has a purpose for your life. When all of these things that are happening are going on the way that they are. We ought to regularly pray the way the psalmist cried out. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen. I feel the pressure. So lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I feel the stress. I feel the battle that's raging. Oh, but lead me. Would you cry it out right there in your room? Lead me to the rock that is higher. How's your family going to be saved? There's a rock that is higher. How's your home going to be saved? There's a rock that is higher. How's the work of God going to persevere? There's a rock 
That is higher. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Amen. His name is Jesus. And he will lead us all the way. Jesus told his disciples that his sheep would not follow the voice of strangers. And this is a good moment to ask yourself, whose voice am I listening to? What voices are pronouncing direction in my life? Seek the Lord. Seek his face. Seek his word. Jeremiah writes, the prophet says, most blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in, and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. It's a good time to find out where you're anchored. You need to be anchored in Christ Jesus. It's a good time to find out who is the CEO and who is the director of your life. It needs to be the Lord Jesus Christ. It needs to be your heavenly Father leading you, directing you with his word, with his power, with his anointing. Yes, there's hope, but it's only in Jesus Christ. The apostle Peter when other people were abandoning the voice of Jesus and rejecting his teaching, he turned to his disciples and Jesus said, are you going to go away also? And, and one of the things that Peter said in that conversation was, hey, to whom shall we go? Uh, thou hast the words of eternal life. And then he said this, and we believe and are sure. We believe and or sure if you can remember something about this simple Father's Day message if you can walk into the next moments of your life with one simple thought from this expression of my own faith in God through the word that he's allowed me to share today I wish it would be this I believe and I'm sure in every circumstance in every season I believe and I'm sure on the good days on the bad days on the mountain in the valley I believe and I'm sure I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him I want you to know your heavenly father knows what you need would you give him praise hallelujah all kinds of things dominating the thoughts of unbelievers in the world, but trust him, believe him, follow him. He does not always speak in a manner that appeals to your flesh, but follow him, obey him. He does not always provide instructions that are easy for you to just say, oh yeah, I'll just do that. No, sometimes your faith is tested. Sometimes you feel even your carnal nature opposing what God shows you in his word that you can be and you can do. But that's the moment to just steal your reserve and your bold confidence and faith and say, oh no, I'm following the Lord. My father knows what I need, if this is what he's asking me to do, I can trust him. I can trust him. If this is what he's showing me to do, I can trust him. I can trust him. He knows what's best for me. 
If you believe it, would you say amen? Amen. Type it out right there. Amen. Because the word of God is true. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. One translation says, it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Hey, you don't have to beg God. You don't have to plead with him. He'll give you what you need. Just keep following him. Just keep honoring him. Just keep serving him. Just keep putting him first. He'll give you what you need. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? In another place, he says, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him hey I want you to know you can trust his nature you can trust his love you can trust his faithfulness you can trust his generosity he knows what you need and he'll lead you all the way what are you willing to trust God for what word has come into your heart even while I have been preaching here today, what word of faith and encouragement where now you feel prompted by the Holy Ghost? Where can you act in faith and obedience? What are you feeling strongly through the Spirit that you should begin to believe for and trust God for? Is it a harvest? Is it a miracle? Is it a deliverance? It is a demonstration of God's power and provision. You don't have to tell me. Your Heavenly Father knows what you need. Believe Him. Trust Him. Cry out to Him. He will answer. Hallelujah. Trust Him and believe Him enough to obey Him and follow Him in spite of circumstances. There is a joy. There is a peace. There is a fulfillment. And it will sweep over your soul when you finally stop being convinced that you have to understand and know how everything's going to work out. When you finally just sever that cord of dependency that says, well, I want to do the right thing, but I just, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. I got friends saying, no, no, sever your dependency on the approval of other people, on the approval of the things that you see in society and culture that measure success and say, as for me, as long as I know I'm pleasing God, I know He knows what I need. He'll lead me. Your perspective, my perspective, our thoughts, the world is bombarded. They're inundated with so many types of thoughts and philosophies. But we need it to clear. We need the haze to clear. We need the noise to cease and at least have the crystal clear certainty. This is what the word says for me, my family, my life. And this is what I will do. How will you know? I finish with something that you can use. Just three simple things. How will you know when your perspective is right? Number one. When you are sure that your treasure is in heaven. That's how you'll know. Luke chapter 12, sell what you have, give alms, 
Provide yourself bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I'm not saying that we shouldn't live wisely and manage our finances as good stewards, but I am saying when you start to believe every investment that I make in heaven and in the cause of Christ is an eternal investment, and it's okay because that's where my treasure is. I think it's all right, and I mean this sincerely. I feel like I'm doing my best to live the same way. I may go without some things here in order to lay up even greater treasure there. That's okay. You know what? That's a signal to you. You're becoming more secure in this idea of trusting him, hoping in him, believing in him. I'm not saying to not be wise, but I'm saying go ahead and feel secure. God will provide what I need. When you know your treasure is in heaven, that's a good signal to you that your mind is coming on Bored with God's purpose, aligning with his purpose. Uh, number two, when you're ready for anything. Anybody want to be ready for anything? Luke chapter 12, verse 35. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. I feel like when you can say, let's go, Jesus, you don't have to ask me twice. Let's go, Jesus, you don't have to ask me twice. I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to give. I'm ready to work. I'm ready to minister. Hey, could we get so secure in the love of our Heavenly Father that we begin to believe every time I sacrifice in obedience to Him, I don't have to worry how it's going to measure out. He knows what I need. He'll take care of me. You stop running the numbers and believe that God can do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think according to his power that works in us oh when you say I'm ready use me Lord doesn't matter what it is from the smallest task to the greatest endeavor I'm ready Jesus let's go let's do the will of God then finally you know your perspective is coming online with that that pleases God. When you are watching and waiting, convinced that the Lord could come at any moment. For he said in Luke 12, 37, Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. In verse 40, Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you think not. But it won't be a shock. No man knows the day or the hour, but we're expecting, we're anticipating. We won't just be blown away. We'll just have something in our heart that will just sink up and say, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. God had made a promise. And I've been watching. I've been waiting. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Hey, that's how you know you're starting to line up with a heavenly, godly perspective and you're washing away all those spirits of this world that try to convince you that it's going to be forever down here. Nothing down here will last forever. Oh God. And that's why someone may not be serving the Lord right now because they think they have plenty of time. That's why someone might not be saying yes right now to God 
because you don't understand my job, my house, my family. I've got all these plans. I'm not telling you those plans are sins. I'm telling you that when you align with a perspective that says I want to think thoughts that keep me on track with my heavenly Father, then you're watching and waiting because Jesus is coming soon. Oh, mighty God. I don't have anything else to preach right now but simply to say, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What are you saying? I'm saying let's be ready for the rapture. Let's be ready for the coming of the Lord. Let's get ready. Jesus is coming. Would you lift your hands right where you are? Would you let tears begin to flow down the side of your face? And would you cry out, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of thoughts that don't align with your purpose. Forgive me with a life that doesn't always say yes to you. And let me be cleansed. Let me be made whole. Oh, Lord, give me a brand new touch. I want you to know if you've grown weak in faith, God's not through with you. Just repent and then come home. Come home to a thinking and a living that pleases God and honors his purpose. Right there where you're praying right now, let tears flow and you repent of your sins. and You lift your hands up and open your mouth and begin to cry out hallelujah. Glory to God. I love you, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is going to fall right there where you're praying. It's Father's Day, and your Father has a wonderful gift for you. His Spirit, His power, His presence. That's it. Keep praying. Continue in prayer. Continue in worship. Continue crying out to the Lord. Don't forget your dad. He wants to lead you and guide you and bless you, provide for you. The Holy Ghost is falling. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. The Holy Ghost is falling. Rejoice.